He did the monster mash. The monster mash. He did the monster. Welcome to Trivial Debates. Jody's saying something. I can't hear him. Jason is having problems with his mic, but it's corrected now. <laughs> Welcome to this month's edition of Trivial Debates, the ultimate pop challenge. I'm your host, Jason Fortese, and we have some awesome new debates this month. Each episode, our panelists will be judged and scored on their arguments for facts, passion, and creativity. The panelists this week are David Skelhorn. Hello, David. And his lovely daughter. Hey. Hi, hi. Hi, hi. <laughs> Hopefully I'm not you know, since you. Jason Voorhees doesn't have a voice, I suppose that could be it. Listen, how is I going to do it without a voice? <laughs> anyway, <laughs> who's our next contestant? Is that a funny joke, Eddie? Uh, Chris uh, Murphy. Um, Hello, Chris Murphy. Hello. I've come from who's the depths of the wizardry. today? Yeah, the uh, third he, guy's not here yet. Oh, but we can want me to get Andre in. He gets two. Whoever, I don't care. Whoever it is, let's just get him here and go. Well, we'll see who gets here first, I guess. Whoever gets here first gets in. We were supposed to start yeah, at 10 a.m. Vanished. Hello, Sam. Hey, Sam. Okay, Edith, you're the third contestant. <clears throat> She's right. Well, then she wins. We're done. She's too right. I think what we can. Win. How about we start and at some point the third contestant will come in? That sounds great. <laughs> All right. All right. Ding, ding. Yeah. Oh, wait been... a second. I have more of an intro, don't I? Yeah. <laughs> you can intro I'm the show. And I don't have that. my glasses on. Anyway, this is how this show works there are six rounds plus a speed round by our two top panelists. We have categories such as movies, television, music, sports, history, and a wild card where anything goes. Woo. Exciting, but keep it PG, people, please. Anyway, we want people with a passionate and not personally mean, but today is okay because it's an exception because it's Halloween. <laughs> anyway, keep in mind that you can also skip to a new debate by looking at the time indexes in the description on that YouTube thing. I don't have a computer, so I don't know. Uh, but uh, my knife works really good. Uh, anyway, uh, let's get ready to stab and rumble. Uh, let's get ready to rumble! Please don't see us. All right. First question. Movies. Which... Why, why am I getting things like Team Davin up here? No one's on <laughs> Team Davin. Anyway, which horror video game could be made into a very successful movie? 
And Devin, you can go first. Well, as we all know, I am an expert in these matters. So clearly I know the answer, the correct answer. Uh, it's Dead Space. Uh, why? I'll tell you why. Because it's a triple threat of fear is what it is. You've got these like zombie-like creatures running around. So that's already one brand of horror. You've also got uh, like hallucinogenic effects happening. So you've got that type of horror as well. And on top of that, it's in space, which is more terrifying than both of those things. So it's 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 a win-win-win of, of scary. Um, there's there's no there's no top in it here. That's all I need. Triple threat of fear, man. What do you want? I wasn't. No one hears you. Uh, no one. Your... No one hears you scream in space. Uh, Chris, feel free to use up your entire minute just because we're waiting on a third contestant. Oh, oh, don't worry. <laughs> I'm gonna take my time. I'm gonna take my time. In fact, I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take the mask off here just so. Oh my God! Put it back on. Oh God. Okay, maybe you you're right. No. No, um, so <laughs> my choice. Uh, for the best horror video game that would make for a successful movie is Eternal Darkness, uh, mm. Serenity's mm. Requiem, I believe. Basically, it's Eternal Darkness. Uh, it is a game that was created by a Canadian developer mm. called Silicon Knights. Uh, the premise of it is it stars with you playing a character named Alexandra Royvis in the year 2000 AD. And you are sent to the Royvis estate to uncover the mystery of why uh, your father died. And in covering that mystery, uh, you end up Ooh. discovering the entire Royvis bloodline, which spans 12 characters. All right, so there's 12 characters. That's 12 individual storylines. Throughout these 12 individual storylines, you uh you undiscover you discover the book uh, which is bound with human skin known as the tomb of eternal darkness and in this book it was originally discovered by pius augustus back in 26 bc it is ultimately which leads to his demise but turns him into an eternal undead being where he's trying to serve an uh, all-powerful god through this book you're discovering runes uh there is a uh, adventure through this game to discover these rooms, puzzles and throughout. Uh, there are various zombies, monsters of all sorts. And while it, this game is playing throughout the entirety of it, there are 42 different um, fourth wall breaking effects that happen throughout the game. There's a sanity meter that completely just uh, messes with your perception of what's happening and what reality is going on in the game. So you have an insanity meter with the perception. You have the uh, a lineage spanning ages from 26 BC to 2000, covering store, 12 storylines. You also have, within all this, leading to uh, alien gods that potentially damage and destroy the Earth. Now, why would all this craziness make for a good series? Think of it this way. If you had a one season where you could explore all these events, go have individual episodes jumping through uh, the individual stories from spanning like a Pius Augustus back in ancient Persia, going to like uh, uh, Obu uh, Temple in France, where... It's way longer than a minute. It is. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, it is I longer than a minute. It's high. been at least three minutes. But um, I think David should get to talk a little bit more. Well, let me tell you. You know what else is eternally dark? Space. Yeah. Ooh. Also eternal. So you also have eternal darkness, but it's space. So it also suffocates you to death, or rips you apart, or burns you. Scary. And you also have zombies. So what are you gonna do? You can't run. Usually you run to get away from zombies, but you know what? You can't because you're in space. And you're also hallucinating. So it's like, are they even zombies? Well, they are. So you better not be like, oh, this is, I'm just tripping because you're dead if you do that. Okay. Dead. All right, producer Dave, what Space. are we doing here? Well, dead. where's Space. Ryland? I don't know. Uh, I sent him a message. I guess he's still stuck in traffic or something. <laughs> when we say we're starting at a time, you got to be here at the time you say you're going to be here. At. That's not how it works, Dave. You know this. Listen, that is how it works. <laughs> Don't make me stab people. Like, it drives yeah, me crazy. Well. To s- Don't say you're going to be somewhere and don't be there. It, like, it also drives me crazy. Here, let, me, let me put on my old man glasses and I will read some comments. Hmm. Uh, Nothing good here. Oh, jeez. All right, Edith, you're in. Team, team Devin, no, no. Team Davin, that's a good one. Put that one up. I think there's another one. Go Davin. Yeah. Let's go Davin. Apparently Sam really likes you. Well, I'm I'm a good guy. He's a good guy. Well, Jody, yeah. that is not much of a costume for you. <laughs> Looks I... just like you. <laughs> you know, Sam. I gotta take my glasses off here for a minute. No. Oh. You're gonna make me cry. Don't do that. No, anyway, Jason, what are Jason we doing? Are we just feelings. voting on this one, Dave? Jason has feelings. Yeah, I guess so. I don't know what I, I don't have. I don't have all the answers, but all right, um, fair enough. Yeah. I will. Uh, I'm going to make a vote here. Uh, do we? Have, you want to open debate? My my rebuttal. Yeah, there? let's open debate. Let's open debate for a bit. Uh, yeah, I think that makes sense. Um, well, for one, I guess the general open debate would be that I. I I don't think Davin's actually, you know, played Dead Space, so he doesn't really know what anything about the game. What? That's uh, like yeah, that's well. I mean, you've <laughs> you have said uh, personally that you haven't played anything beyond a Super Nintendo. So I mean, maybe an yeah, sixty four at best. You clearly don't remember Dead Space for the SNES. Legend. I, I would be very impressed if I don't think anybody thing, remembers but... Dead Space for this nest because it didn't exist. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Eternal Darkness is a game that not only wouldn't you beat it once, uh, you can go back and play it again. So there was uh, three different colors you could pick between red, green, and blue. They all had different types of magic. Those magics de- defeated different types of monsters. Each time you played the game, when you beat it, you could go back, play it all again. All the puzzles and all the monsters you defeated were slight variations, and you would get a different ending. And you could do this three times, and at the end of the third time, you you would then get to, to use all three colors and powers to go against a purple variant, and you had this crazy cinematic ending at the end of that. Um, so I always thought that if you were to take this game and turn it into a show, it would be really neat if you had the first season... You had all the events happen at, at the end. And then you had the second season. Look, this is not play only out. not like scary. the first season. This is boring. Okay. So let me, let me put scary. a cap on you this. You want to know why it's scary? This is a it's, movie imagine, question. You know why yeah. Dead Space would make the best movie? 
Because Why? John Carpenter says he wants to make a Dead Space movie. John Carpenter knows horror better than any of us. And of all the video games out there, he thinks Dead Space would make the best movie. And I agree. Like, eventually, why would it make the best movie? Horror in space. It's horror. In, it's the triple threat. That's why. Triple threat of horror. Like, you can lean into any one of those for any part of the movie. Very scary. Murphy, in under 20 seconds, tell me why your movie would be better. Uh, Eternal Darkness would be better because it has a deeper storyline than zombies in space trying to go after a magical rune, which Davin probably didn't even know. Uh, Eternal Darkness has technically uh, a flesh book that has all sorts of runes, all sorts of of zombies, not just zombies, but larger monsters and uh, a fourth wall breaking uh, psychological uh, bending reality questioning events that happen throughout that can really screw with the viewer if they're watching this kind of movie or uh because they could be thinking one thing happens and then all of a sudden there's a flash and they're pulled back five to ten fifteen seconds of what just happened and it could be something entirely different or there could be blood changing with walls like there's when they're i say there are that's not scary zombies trying to kill you is scary while you're hallucinating in space well that's what i'm saying the fourth wall (laughs) hallucinations happening in eternal darkness are quite terrifying I have made your decision. Yes. Don't make your decision yet. Coming in like a third act wind. All right. We're gonna give you Rye. Welcome, by the way. Thanks for filling in. Can we hear him? Can you hear us? Can you hear us, Ryan? We can't hear him. Okay. I can only see blackness. He's adjusting. He's adjusting. He's figuring out. He's he's new to this, folks. Give him, give us a moment. Tell us a tell us an interesting anecdote, Jody. Like what? I don't know. <laughs> tell us something about Jason Voorhees since you're wearing his mask. Uh, he's got cool merchandise. Uh, I got a jersey that matches this, but I didn't wear it. No, and uh, really? I purposely didn't shower today, so that way when my hair would look kind of messy. Wow! There you go. There's some. Okay. There's some good stuff. All right, we're still waiting on Rye here. Still trying to figure out the microphone. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna go get some goldfish crackers. Not for me. Okay. Yeah, liar. He lies. Well, uh, let's let's use some of maybe our fun music, uh, like. Please don't sue. This this is real. Yeah, I think. Uh, yeah, I think this is like the loop music that this general thing offers. Oh, but I figured out. Where's he going? <laughs> now he's leaving. Uh, it's probably gone to get something in. Look at that exposure on that camera, eh? Yeah, <laughs> dude, that auto exposure is going wild. <laughs> <laughs> it's, there's nuclear bombs going off in St. Thomas right now. <laughs> what, is, what is gross? What is gross? That you didn't shower, I guess. Well, I'm gonna shower after this. He said, "Getting a mic from the studio, hold, please." Is what he put in oh, okay. So, all right. Let me put my old man glasses on for a minute. <laughs> well, this is the uh, this is the the fun of live broadcast. Live. Hey. If uh, there wasn't accidents, it wouldn't be entertaining, right? 
I think it'll be great. Once once this this little we get going is smooth here. out, we're gonna be great. We're gonna be shining. We can edit this out and post later. I blame this on Gremlins. You could, but I won't. Um <laughs> Where are them gremlins? Do we still have no rye? Well, he, he his We're microphone's not working, and now he's gone to find one, I think, or something. And oh, yeah. Andre says he's here if needed. <laughs> well, yeah, thanks. Hour and a half ago. <laughs> yeah, I know, but he says he is. Before Rylan came along, but oh boy, we yeah, want to do give him something. A Let's give him a moment. This is why auto exposure is a bad idea. If yeah. I go into a seizure, I can't debate. <laughs> maybe that maybe that's Rise's entire uh, way of uh, thinning down the crowd here. He's been gone for a while. Well, maybe his studio somewhere else. Do I, I give know. Andre the go ahead? His house is fairly big. No, no, just literally, just give him like five seconds. He's probably just like. Figuring it out. Uh, there he is. Maybe that was the seizure starting. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yep, it was the seizure. Damn it. Damn it, damn it, damn it. Why don't you tell us a little bit about your friend while we wait for him? Uh, well, Ryland's a good buddy of mine that I've known since high school. Uh, we're, you know, back in the old Sackville High School days. So he's also an East Coaster. Um, he's got a lot the of... The guy who just... Ryland says he's getting a mic from the studio. If he's got a studio, why the fuck isn't he there right now? <laughs> 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 what the fuck is going on here? No, I <laughs> Is he Sam's got a podcast movies? for us to check out. I'm, I guarantee you, Sam, it's better than this one. <laughs> it could be. <sighs> that is possible. Good thing. Well, everyone's going to like that. When they look How at the time index, we watch this blink before the time index is going to be insane on this one. Yeah, they're going to be. Like, Why was this movie around 35 minutes long? They really talked a lot. Oh my god, this, this is killing us. I'm gonna go parent. You guys, let me know if All something right. happens. Yeah, I, I might go get a drink or something. <laughs> or you want me to call? I might go kill like... some people. Like we're all we're, we're live here, Rylan. Where are you? Oh God. Do 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 do. Sorry, guys. Everybody. All right, you know what? Should I just tell Andre or what? Rye abandoned us. I guess I, I don't. I it's like we're like we're we're between two contestants who both have not <laughs> brought anything, um, <laughs> you know, other than problems. So I I appreciate I can solve this. I win. <sighs> How's that? <laughs> well, uh, this is unexpected. All right, you know what? I'm gonna tell Andre to show All right, up tell him to come in. First. I guess I, I don't know what All else right. to do. Oh, All right, I can't. Bye, I can't because my trying. phone died. You guys will have to do it. Oh, now, now he's now he's come back. Oh, he's there now. Uh, okay. Oh. Wait. Maybe. All right, do something. He's figuring it out. Old man glasses on again. 
said his mic's not working for some reason. All right, bring it, Andre. We're you not... guys do it. My phone's not working. Phone's not working. And Andre, message. My phone ran out of power in all this kerfuffle this morning. What is going on? You know, I've decided I'm never going to be on this show again. <laughs> it's probably a good decision. <laughs> I haven't made I haven't made speed round questions. This show this dying on Halloween is at least, you know, thematic. Yeah. <laughs> it's a real horror show right now, that's for sure. Well, I missed his Andre, but I don't know if he's going to come in or not. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> this is a shit show. <laughs> I think we could just remember this is like the worst episode ever. I get a minus 10 off of everybody. Yeah. Oh my gosh. You all fail. This is worse well, than the last nine like, episodes. Or the last debate nine, he says. Um, this is worse than the last debate nine episode. Whoa. Whoa. What was wrong? Yeah. Oh, because Jody won. Shots fired. Yeah, that was a bad one. Did I win a debate nine? Didn't you win the last one? Well, I don't know. You know what the problem is? When you win so much that you just don't notice it anymore. <laughs> Jane wants. Jane thinks I should come in as the third. I think you should. Let's do it. I'm not really prepared. Um... Well, you're still more prepared than these guys are. <laughs> it's just like it's just like a series of unfortunate events. This is kind of hilarious. It is spooky Halloween. That's um... why. <sighs> Wait. Oh, is he there? Oh. Right. No, seems to be trying. Oh, I just heard something. Oh, oh, yeah, I can hear you. Oh, we can ah. hear you. Success, yes. All right, oh, too fucking brave. <laughs> <laughs> we won't be able to see you though because of your exposure on your camera. Fucking great. Well, I mean, it adds to the ambiance though. Well, Ryland, yeah. are you ready well, to Dave start? And I quit. You're all on your own now. It's fine. You don't. We don't need to see you. you just. Need, we just need to hear you at this point. I can't hear him now though. Oh, he's muted right now. He's lighting a dart. <laughs> oh, he's, trying, he's trying to see if he can get something. There we go. Uh, yeah. Worry about your darts. Uh, You're like anyway. 50 minutes late. <laughs> <laughs> we'll take you as a shadow at this point. All right. Well, your time starts now. Um, let's. You might want to unmute yourself. Yeah. Question is: Which horror video game could be made into a very successful movie? I'll unmute you. There you go. 
Oh, oh they're not connected. Andre's coming. Oh my god. <laughs> First one we hear is the debater because <laughs> okay. Yeah. You can't hear you, bro. Your mic's not connected. <laughs> what? What did I miss? He's muted, but it's not us that's muted him. He won't let me unmute him. Yeah, I can't unmute him. Device is not connected. Well, Andre will be here in two seconds. I just sent him the link. This is going to be the episode people talk about for years because I lose my <laughs> shit. And everyone has to sit here and listen to it, right? <laughs> Try to keep it together. I'm going to keep it together now, okay? Oh, now, now, they're, now, they're, now they're both here. Damn it! Oh, oh no. Who do, who, can we hear you? Does have volume? Here, we'll get this out here. Okay. It's all right. If we get my replacement is already here, that's fine. Even can, young Sam is swearing. It. Come on now. Andre. Here, Andre. Andre? Yes. You're the I guy. Here, Andre. You're the guy. I say we I say we let them both. I say we let them both do it. Let's do it. Yes. All right. Well, yeah, because we haven't gone long. Andre, Andre, you begin. Right, you figure out your mic issues. Andre's the guy. <laughs> All right, Andre. All what's right. Your question. What's your answer? All right. Let me look at the list of them because I just literally didn't even know I was still back in the mix. So I ran back in here. Movie you question. Weren't. Which horror video game would be that one most successfully made into a yep. movie? Yeah. Yep. All right. So it. there's a little known video game from PlayStation that came out in like, I don't know, the 2000s called Apocalypse, starring Bruce Willis. Have you ever, Does anybody recall this game? Yes, I own it. Yes, so Bruce Willis was the motion capture person for the film, for the game, and he played basically a cop who was investigating uh, a scientist who goes nuts and is trying to start the apocalypse by creating the four horsemen of the apocalypse. So it's kind of like Seven, where these like really brutal sort of experiments with trying to turn regular humans into something more to start the apocalypse. And uh, it's a really neat game. It's very cool, very dark, cinematic, and uh, you know Bruce Willis is already the star of it, so it was very interesting. And it really played like a uh, a movie at the time period. So like all the pieces were there already. I know Bruce Willis is bowed out of uh, of, of acting now because of uh, his aphasia, but otherwise it was a really neat idea and a really cool concept that I think would make for a really cool like David Fincher esque seven horror movie. Okay, that's time. All right. All right. Um, so, um, yeah. Did you want to have really the open just debate? Just to defeat my triple threat of horror? Come on. <laughs> All right, open debate. Bruce Willis. Bruce Willis versus the triple threat of hallucinations, zombie things, and space itself. Okay, you so both want to go to space, the final frontier. Uh, like, it's scary. I, I, no one can hear you scream. It's <clears throat> Eternally dark, you might say. Yes. 
Well, you know, <laughs> I, I'm not going to de deny you that, but also the, the creatures from Eternal Darkness came from space as well. Um, so it, it was sort of like an alien invasion happening on Earth, but it spanned throughout human history and affected various, various aspects of human history and uh, the lives within them. Um, so I, I, I don't see Dead Space being that great of a show or uh, definitely not a apocalypse we're talking apocalypse well, like the one on the space rock where S steve buscemi goes space crazy and is like ah, 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 ah. no that was is called that armageddon. armageddon oh no that was scary the, the main hype to that game was the fact that they had bruce willis yeah it was capture yeah. and and he uh i think he actually wrote part of it as well it was pretty um, interesting like it was you know it was a playstation one game so it wasn't like the best thing in the or PlayStation that, 2 game. It was like a top-down, top-down kind of shooter in a way. Yeah, but the ideas behind the concepts that were cool. And Event Horizon was already done. Or sorry, uh, Dead Space is already done. It was called Event Horizon, and it was in a great movie. Go watch that. Well, <laughs> Event Horizon came before Dead Space, but exactly. Yeah. So look, you know they ripped it off. Riley, do you have a take look, on this? This has been a thirty-minute debate here. Let me put a cap <laughs> on this. Andre says in brackets, Bruce Willis game. It's out. <laughs> nothing's more and nothing's more eternally dark than space murphy's out give me the point jody i'm sorry but you're 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 arguing because nothing's more All right. eternally dark than space i'm done lineage and triple threat of fear i'm done. my way into winning i can threaten people too if that's gonna get me a point yeah exactly <laughs> uh i'm gonna give this one to chris uh what well, he's the only one that actually told me why it would be good and how it would work and all that. So, not that Andre had much of a time period there, so. but yeah, I, I'm gonna I, take I, this I, mask yeah. off because it's driving me fucking nuts. Yeah, you should. <laughs> you should. There we go. All right. Okay. So oh God, I feel like we're ready for the TV round. Um, Ryland, are we able to hear you? Can you hear me yet? Yes. Yeah. We can yeah. Hear you yeah. So there we go. Since you're here. Welcome. Sort of. You can, if you yeah. want to participate, well, we can alternate with them. Just have them do the next question. I'll do the one feel after. Feel free to work with Andre. You're like a team now. So uh, <laughs> oh, I see. Okay. Uh, we'll do that. So we can, or, or even if you just want to be a commentator, that's fine too. Yeah, perfect. Uh, okay, so let's get into the TV round. And next get question: TV. Bing bang. All right. Improve a past or current TV show by replacing one main character with a horror monster or villain. Ooh. And we're going to go with Davin first on this. Oh, wait a second. No, Davin went first last time, didn't he? Give, give him Murphy yes. the first one here. Yeah, Murphy. Give, give it Murphy. to me. Give it to me. Bring it over here. Let me see. Yeah, that's right. I want you to think about Mad Milkinson's Milkinson's? I I'm fucking up Mickelson. that last name, but I want Mikkelsen. Uh Mad Mikkelsen's Hannibal against uh I forget the actor's name at the moment, but Dexter Morgan. Dexter Morgan versus Hannibal. I can see a really nice graphic to producer Dave. I don't know if he oh, slapped that yeah, up at any yeah, point, but great. if he did, it's fine. Don't worry, Dave. It's been a stressful episode. I'll just talk to you through this. Think about the suave gentleman like uh rapture that is uh mad milkinson's hannibal from that glorious series going against the uh very thoughtful narrative uh psychosis of dexter morgan having a whole season of those two going back and forth chasing each other would just be mm, such chef's kiss wonderful delight entertainment i would 
die to see these two on screen together. I think it would just be pure fun. Um, if, if you're a fan of either of these series, just saying the two names alone uh, inspires great imagery. So that's my choice. All right. And let's go with, uh, let's do Andre next. All righty. Oh, wait, no, okay. Rye. Or Rye, sorry. Is it Rye that's going to be doing it? No, whatever you guys want. So, yeah, this one was a, a complete throwaway, in my opinion, when Murphy gave me the answers or the questions before, but I wanted to replace Jim from The Office with Pinhead. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's hear it. <laughs> no, like I said, it was pretty much a complete throwaway. I think the uh, the dynamic between uh, Pinhead and Pam would be absolutely amazing. And then with <laughs> Dwight, oh, my God. <laughs> He's like wearing a tie. Just Such pinhead in an office environment sounds hilarious to me in any way. That's awesome. All right. Great choice. I was going to throw in mine because I was really happy with it. We don't have to include it in the thing. Oh, yeah. But... Well, you guys got 40 seconds left. So, okay. So, mine is. How about um... you throw it in, then you two can decide which one you want to go with. Okay. So, Family Matters, you have Urkel, the, the, the delightful little character next door that's always doing uh, scientific things that go horribly wrong. I would replace Steve Urkel from Family Matters. With her, uh, her, uh, Herbert West from Reanimator, so uh, he would live next door to the Winslow family. Uh, all of his horrible zombie creations would get loose and wander over, and Carl would have to shoot them or help him hide all the, uh, the, the, uh, you know, the 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 blowback from his experiments that go wrong. The show would essentially take a very horror twist, but in a comedy way, where Herbert West learns a little more about being human from the Winslows while uh, they help him clean up his messes from his horrible would wanting Herbert, to be godlike experiments. Would Herbert West, of under, course. The, under the line though, did I do that? Yes, of course. Yeah, he oh, certainly perfect. would. He'd have to do it in the the way only Jeffrey Coombs can do it though. Like you know, did I do that? Something to that all right. I think this is just a four-person debate now. It is. Yeah, it's kind of a it's kind of a battle royale. But that's uh, fine. Yeah. Let's do it. If I have to walk away, someone can win. Um, <laughs> You're not walking anywhere, buddy. You're part of. Well, this. parenting could take over here. Yeah. Um, so, oh, I got this one wrapped up too. Sound off in the comments, by the way. Gilligan's <laughs> Island <laughs> <laughs> and the thing. Okay. Oh man, that's off, a good idea. Off in the that's a good <laughs> idea. All right. so, we have everybody trapped on an island, and you know, goofy, wackadoozle characters. You wow. know, but now any of them, I made that up. That's good. That'll, it's a you can feature it on the show. It's going to be crazy. Um, they, they, there's now you add suspicion because one of them is a horrible monster that's slowly murdering the rest of them. So, you know, they're of course they're going to suspect Gilligan first, so he's the first to go probably. But I mean, it would just be tense. Like you could even just take like the last season of that series and just throw the thing on there. You can replace any character, it doesn't really matter. Not Gilligan, you got to keep him. All right. I've heard them all. There was some definitely good pitches there actually. I was quite surprised. Uh basically, let's just do a free for all. Uh anybody want to jump in first? I mean, I, 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 I would say I, I don't know if I would consider these improvements hilarious. Sure, uh, considering all of these like these are co comedy series, I thought you know if, if we're going with a horror theme because it's Halloween, we wanted to improve upon. So Dexter right. I always felt was a bit of a like a bit of a stale, almost uh, serial 
quote unquote like show uh, where things repeated itself and there was always a monster of the season. But uh, I think you could really improve upon that with Mad Milkins and Hannibal because of his sinisterness and the incredible art that came with that show, Hannibal. Uh, combining that would actually improve Dexter. The other shows would just be like massacring comedic family like icons and 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 an office full of like inept uh paper salesmen and um an island full of buffoons that couldn't sail the seven seas um so i don't know if these are improvements or or just you know straight look 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 look. the question is which would make the show better okay and you're talking about this great show and it's going to be maybe like one percent better by adding Hannibal. Well, no, but what he's describing is too big. Well, you're but saying it's too very aesthetic. If you add the thing to a rather bland show, which is Gilligan's Island, you Also, imagine? the question was to replace one main character. Yeah, yeah so who well, are you okay, replacing? I'll replace... I'll replace to improve. Well, that's, okay, that's the thing about my concept. I'd rather not say, because it could be any of them. Uh-huh. Well, that's that's convenient. Um, so the, but, but what you're describing, uh, um, Murph, is that, like... You're basically smashing two shows together. You're not even replacing a character. You're saying this show can mash into this show, and like you know, I mean, Dexter's whole gimmick is he just is fights that others. not what we're doing essentially? Well, he fights like, bad people, but he also fights other serial killers. And already did that in the best season of the show, which is season four with the Trinity Killers. So I get it. Like I love both shows, but so yeah, both shows are full of dark humor as well. So I I think yeah, I think if you were to replace the season of the Trinity Killer with Hannibal instead. That would make well. I think you. I think uh, you give away the best part of Dexter for something that might be better, but I don't know. Like the aesthetic of that show, what Brian Fuller made, is so great on its own. I I don't know if I mashing it into Dexter would would make it better. I think it would just make Hannibal worse. I like Dexter, but Hannibal is a masterpiece, and it doesn't need it doesn't need improvement. Well, it's not about making Hannibal improvements, but making Dexter. But you would, you would make it worse because you put it in Dexter. So you make you might make one better, but you would ruin the other one. All right. Um, left, uh, anything else from Ryland? Yeah, honestly, I've really got to side with Andre on the whole uh, Herbert West being in Family Matters. That that's just <laughs> excellent. <laughs> uh, I like like West. West is so good when he has a good straight man, and Carlos Winslow is like the ultimate straight man. So like, I just feel like together, it's they're two great tastes that go great together. And uh, you know, he'll get his peanut butter and his chocolate, and it'll be great. So we need more of that. Look. Look, I love Carl Winslow, but he's no match for Herbert West. He's not going to last. <laughs> he's not supposed to be a foil. He's a friend. He's trying to help him. He's so like he's buddy te- next door. Yeah, he's teaching him humanity while uh, while okay. helping cover up all of his like his his various crimes against said humanity. All right, all right. I think I've made my decision. Right. Uh, I'm going to go with. Ooh, this is tough because there's two of them that I actually like. Um, <laughs> I like I like Chris's because I like the concept of that, but I actually also like Andre's. Um, you know what? I'm going to give this one to Andre just because I, out of the yeah, two shows, no, I would rather see the one that Andre picks. <laughs> no, he really it was it was the supreme choice, and honestly, like he, he, he shot me down. He was like, "You're just mashing two shows together." Like, You're right, I am because I had no fucking idea what to pick. <laughs> Well, this this is my pocket. Horror stuff's my pocket, and I, it's funny when I got the the list of um of options. Uh, I don't know why, but this one immediately popped in my head, and I was so happy with the idea of it. I kind of want to write it. I feel like maybe not Herbert West, but a, a version of it with a mad scientist next door. It sounds really. Fun. You should. 
I think I will. Make it a stage play. It'll be funny. Uh, that would be really good. All right. Anyway, next question. Ding, ding. There we go. There's the... Oh, the dings are even on cue this time. All right. Which horror thriller movie had the best non-vocal score? So oh. this has to be a score that doesn't have any lyrics in it. Uh, are there so any um, Are there any scores with lyrics? Oh, tons. Well, no, oh, yeah. that can't be right. By definition, a score couldn't have lyrics. Well, I guess, yeah, technically, if I use the term score, then I guess it wouldn't have. You're not, you're, 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 score versus soundtrack, right? Yeah. yeah kind of. Yeah. Um, yeah. I guess like people chanting in the background would count as a, a you know, not a, not count as a, a soundtrack. Yeah. No choirs, no funeral dirges. All right. Okay. All right. Where's Davin? Did we lose Davin? Uh, he's back and forth. Oh, is oh, he babysitting? Yeah, yeah he's right. got a baby. Fair enough. Uh, okay. Well. Let's start with who are we going to start with this time? Uh, let's start with either Andre or Ryland, I'd say. I, I, let's let's do Ryland. Let's do Ryland. All right. Yeah. My answer for this was pretty much any score by John Carpenter. The man can set a fucking mood. <laughs> All right. Unfortunately, uh, that was already picked. No, well, me yeah. and him are kind of on the same team, I guess. So. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it wasn't picked by you, Andre? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Oh, well, then perfect. it works yeah. fine then. The there Halloween score is. <laughs> You can't tell me you don't hear the song, the sound from Halloween and know immediately what it is. Uh, brand recognition is very important when it comes to a theme song. And Carpenter is like, yeah, exactly. Don't play too much. We don't want to get sued. <laughs> yeah, you hear that, you know what it is, and uh, you cannot mistake it. And it is fantastic. Um, it's endured like the series for so long. Uh, based, I think that's an integral part to its success is that that haunting score that has not changed and it's amazing so yeah i agree i love john carpenter anything by him movie wise and music wise i love but halloween is certainly the the pinnacle of his work when it comes to scoring a film absolutely 100 percent. sounds good all right let's go with chris because davin's not here yet he was Uh, there he is (laughs) uh well my choice uh for uh i believe to be one of the best uh, non-vocal or best uh, scores from a movie is uh, Evil Dead 2. Mm. Um, specifically, I, I wanted to highlight the scene of the corpse dance of Ash's ex-girlfriend. <laughs> I find that piano to be very haunting, and that whole scene was always stuck with me for years. Yeah. I literally just watched this a day ago. Evil Dead 2 is great. This movie is one of the more iconic films, um, and I believe that score by Joseph Ladoka is uh, just one of the more haunting pieces. Um, That's that's my choice, basically. All right. And Davin, unmute and let us know. Look, those first two choices were so wrong. I'm just going to comment on them quickly. Right now. <laughs> Andre, one recognizable uh, Dave, riff bring up the not score? Great, does not a great score make. No, the whole Murphy. score is fantastic. I'm just saying that <laughs> That's what like. I was going to say. You can't say that before arguments. you got to open Got to open with your... <laughs> All right, well, fine. Look, you just didn't want me to pick on your terrible choice. Is David like, like the heel of the show? Is he like watching the General Hospital, or are we talking about horror movies? Like, Devin anyway. thinks that every before single you question, get into your argument, he has the best look, answer. Mine, you, you have a great John Carpenter <laughs> movie, which is the thing. And John Carpenter, who's a great composer himself, hired somebody else to do the score for this movie, and it's the best scored John Carpenter movie. It has touches of jazz, blues, uh, all of these things, but still oh. doesn't lose this 
or and classical as well. And it doesn't lose its um like atmospheric and haunting horror qualities. It actually has really creative ways to do it. There's this one scene where they must have like 40 violinists and they're all just banging on the I got, I got a quick clip bow. here for you, Davin, if you want it. Okay. Okay. I, I can slam Dave, on the organ too. I tried to get Dave to pick actually good clips. I knew you were going to do that to me, Dave. That didn't sell it for score. me. I can tell you that. That's the thing. It was literally the least. <laughs> anyway. Well, you didn't say that. That's almost unfair. You almost burned me there, Dave. <laughs> anyway, it's far more interesting than that one clip. Jazz, blues, classical. Super interesting. Like the violin thing is what you should have got. Ding, 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 so, ding, ding. Who is anyway, it again? Close your eyes and listen to this score and write your own movie to no, it. In, 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 uh, Neo Morricone did it. Yeah, Neo Morricone. And what a job he did. It's freaking fantastic. Yes, but oh, also, well, I'll, I'll do this when we get into the debate. Go ahead. All right. Uh, well, let's open Googling. You don't get to Google in the middle of a debate. God, this no, is I, I know the answer to this. I'm just wanted to double check my answer. <laughs> Davin with all the rules, but yet he doesn't win. I love how Davin's anyway. like the heel of the podcast. Like he's like the, <laughs> and also you said listen about eighty times so listen, far. You're like, listen, 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 listen. listen, listen. <laughs> all right, tell me, tell me why you all angered me today. This is all your I'll, fault. I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why right now because Joseph Leduca actually made music. He he went through the various. Uh, score building pianos he has phrases he has actual music you can't make a score with john carpenter's uh four by four theme theme song that does not make a movie score and uh from what i've heard it's just again from the dead man here uh i forget the name already one long droning synth these are not scores these are just somebody holding fingers on a key if you want music you want musicality you want to hear and get feels of fear excitement I, and haunting memorable music clip. it's an i get a real too. clip like if you just imagine what it looks like of like 40 violinists making that sound like that's like revolutionary shit. Like you well, don't see that. That's that's if, Foley. If you're, that's what if, that is. That is Foley. But that's if you're, Foley. If, if you're just <laughs> if you're discounting synthesizers not being music, is Daft Punk not music? Is um, the Weekend not music? Like it's still music. I mean, it's, it's still it's making noise but... that people like. It's music. And yeah, but it's, we're talking about a score, which is encompassing of an entire film. Like, from hey, the Evil Dead Two score is great. It's great. I'm gonna, I'm not, not going to take that away from you, but. I wouldn't remember so what that song was again. until I heard it again. And then I'd be like, okay. I couldn't sing it. If you said, hey, sing the song from Evil Dead 2, I would be like, um, uh, it's piano something. It's nice. But I could tell you the the, the Halloween score. And Davin, uh, John Carpenter did a lot of the music on that soundtrack as well. If you're looking at the whole score, it's not just for it's not just an Neo Morricone. It's his own. And the one fact, I have is. I have it right fact, here. And it's the recent, John Carpenter recent, for uh, If you look at the credits, it says composed by uh, John, uh, additional music. By John Carpenter, uncredited because he yeah, some right here. Yeah, yeah, you're looking at music. But also, I submit this, sir. Uh, they put out a version of the thing on vinyl, which I have, which is 
uh, the score that Carpenter had made, and they didn't they use parts of, but not the whole thing, and the Ennio Morricone score. And the Carpenter score is amazing. That didn't, didn't. That's John Carpenter, and that's a recognizable uh, theme from the thing. So he's part of that too. <laughs> he's, I think Davin's mad that I actually made it onto this show after uh, sleeping through my alarm and not, not being on earlier. I'm sorry, buddy. I got to go you. check on my kid. I'll see you on the X-rated podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I got to deal with my kid. I have time for this. Rylan, do you have any thoughts on John Carpenter or, or anything to say against mine or Davin's choices? Uh, honestly, the uh, I mean, they're both great picks. Yeah, they're uh, all really good. Like you know, there's no losers here. Yeah, this is a hard one. Um, because I like the I like the thought of the fact that you know you hear it and you automatically know what it is. So the marketing is definitely there. Which score scores and marketing are something that are related. Yeah, uh, yeah, so it's, it's like the Oscar Mayer wiener of scores. <laughs> <laughs> that was yeah, an that, iconic. That's an iconic jingle, though. You know what it is. <laughs> no, you're not actually helping things. Yeah. I think I am. Yeah. <laughs> Can we play that to play out the show? Oscar <laughs> Mayer wiener. They're not getting free ad from us. That's yeah. true. Yeah, they're not sending us money. We're not getting that wiener. Uh, you know, <laughs> this is a this is a hard one. Um, I don't actually really know who should win this one because you all made good points. Uh, maybe not Devin as much, but y'all made decent points. I'm just kidding, Devin. <laughs> uh, but you know what? I, I, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be the asshole, Dave, and I'm gonna give a point to everybody. Oh, okay. adds to the chaos that is this show today. Yeah, uh, you know what? If we're gonna fuck this show up, we might as well do it like a grand style. Yeah, All right. Okay. Really well, so the the, uh, the, the round is uh, passed. So let's move on to sports then. Um. All right. Sports. If you could transplant to sport into the world of a horror, thriller, show, or movie, what would it this combo be? And let's start with Chris. Uh, well, I mean, the only combination of horror and sports that I could personally think of, because I personally am not a sports fan, and admittedly not much of a horror fan, was, hopefully producer Dave's got this on the trigger, the uh, world of 13 ghosts and professional wrestling. That's correct. <laughs> Disqualified, not a sport. Uh, no, I disagree. Professional wrestling is a sport. It's physical activity. People get injured. These things. So it's like. So it's like. It's like the ballet. I don't know. No words for your arguments. You can hold that. Hold your tongue, sir. <laughs> Think of the chaos that you would see having one of the thirteen ghosts climb a ladder against <laughs> one of wrestling's greatest heroes, like the Undertaker or Kane, or you could even go modern with some of the spookier ones, like Bray Wyatt, or even Stone Cold Steve Austin, just going one-on-one -on -one with Caged Head over here. You know, you could have a women's championship match with a naked knife-wielding ghost and Charlotte Flair. I think this is pure entertainment. This is what people want to see. It's a bloodbath in the ring. All right, that was a very good pitch. All fun. right, let's uh, hear from Andre and Rye next. All right, I'll go first drive. That's okay because I'm yeah, go up. for it. Uh, so I think uh, if you played baseball, but on the baseball diamond, the tremors were under the field. That would be one of the most entertaining things you could possibly watch. If someone's running to the bases in fear that a a, a graboid is going to come out from under the earth and suck them down, 
They're going to run a lot faster and it's going to make the running pattern a lot more interesting as well as the people in the field trying to catch the ball. You know, you don't want to move because if you move, the tremors are going to let the graboids know where you are. So you need to be very con like, uh, think about where you're going to move, how you're going to move. And uh, who knows what players going to get swallowed up or next. So uh, I think it'd be super entertaining, fun and add uh, some much needed um, um, uh, fear of what's going to happen to this sort of game. Uh, I mean, it could work for football as well, but I think baseball would be interesting. Very interesting. Ryland, do you have a different answer? Uh, I do, actually. I want to see Jason Voorhees actually stop a fucking goal in hockey. <laughs> uh, now, yes. you know, he, the yes. iconic the iconic goalie mask wasn't around until the third installment, but it stuck from the third installment on. Oh, yeah. Before that, in the second one, he was a hasty with a burlap sack over his head, and then the first one, it was his bomb. But, yeah, the, the look that became Jason Voorhees came from part three, and I think, you know, we can definitely have a part 13, part 24, somewhere down the line where, like, he joins a hockey team and they're just like, man, this guy can really stop goals, but <laughs> fuck, we got to cover up his murders. Yeah. I love the idea of like a hockey team that like has a serial killer, just has to keep covering up his murders. So he's so good on the ice that they need to keep him, yeah. keep him for winning the games. I'd be more worried about people that are getting in his crease. Right? <laughs> yeah. Slashing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Slashing takes a whole other two minute problem here. Very nice. Yeah. All right. Davin's up last for this round. Mr. Davin. Well, look, mine, unlike my uh, distinguished opponents here, could actually be a movie. And I am combining Jason that Voorhees. That has nothing to do with this question. With... Just go ahead. <laughs> oh, well, you have to have a reason for wanting to combine these things, and mine's to actually make a movie. Oh, okay. Um, okay, Mr. Director. <laughs> the one the biathlon in Jason. Because, it, like, look, I'll get into why the other ones don't work, but mine, it, you're actually giving... So you have all these people skiing through the woods, and Jason Voorhees is running amok through those woods but they it's biathlon so they all have a gun so unlike in a lot of jason movies where it's just a bunch of dummies running around with nothing that are just waiting to get killed these people actually have a way to defend themselves somewhat against him so it, it would just be a super interesting movie they should have made that into a jason movie quite frankly it would have been better than most if not all of them well, jason so, takes manhattan had that boxer that is. was that was always fun <laughs> yeah, and he, if he punched him one more time, Jason would have fell off the roof. And he's just like, yeah, now it's your turn. Like, God, go. I haven't this seen would that. Be better just... written. This would be better written. I mean, that movie is so rough, it's hard to defend anything. <laughs> the woods in the winter? I, We've never I like, seen can we, can we put him in the decathlon where he has to ski and then shoot? I was going to say, is this Jason 69 Killer Snow Bunnies? Is that what you're Yeah, I like it. I'm in. All right, if we throw Jason on skis, like it may Are be you part of a female episode. Snow bunnies? Is this what the kind of show uh, we're doing here? Well, I mean, for one, if the tremors are on a baseball field, it will literally take the tremor. Is there like some sort of rivalry between Chris and Davin that I'm not aware of? No, no, or? we just get spicy. It's fun. Oh, okay. why our show is okay. Um, like a professional <laughs> wrestler, we work ourselves oh, in the shoot right. sometimes. Look, look, look. Professional wrestling is ballerinas or uh like friggin it's just acting it, it doesn't no, matter that people get hurt no they're, no they're, no there's, there's storytelling just organized organized feats of let me finish and acrobatic ways no that, that doesn't that's that, not what a sport is you're talking oh, about really? ballerinas oh, really and what are the olympics then what are the olympics 
what are they are competing against each other to see who's better at something exactly yes what doing what is. Doing All what? Right, I want to. I want to hear from Ryan Andre. Because of the sport. You two have talked too much. They're doing okay. Hang on. They're well, doing listen. I, I'm a professional wrestler. Physical strength and acrobatic agility. That's what no. They're not. They're doing a competition. I am a feats of strength and acrobatic All agility. All right. I wrestling am is a sport. It's on sports TV. I'll meet I am so a professional. It's labeled as sports entertainment. That is true. And listen, I am a professional That's wrestler. Propaganda. I've, been it, I've been doing it for 16 years. Um, and I sadly have to agree he, with that. Yeah. Um, because I really do love wrestling. Um, but it is, I mean, if you define sport as an actual competition, it's not. It's a it's a it's the it's only a thing performance that piece. But I mean, it's just as physically demanding, and you need to be in good mm -hmm. shape to do it, and it takes a lot of work. So it is that. it is just it's just as hard and just as as much training. And work as yeah. uh, as a sport, but with the added pressure of trying to perform and entertain. So it, yeah, I, and you know what? I would argue you know what would better, make this performing and entertaining. But, sport performing and entertaining. Ghosts having wrestling matches. I agree. I agree. Death. I would love to watch that. I would love to watch that. But I do think uh, then it, then then right. their agility and their strength becomes a legitimate sport because they're fighting for their own survival. All right, yeah. I've made my decision. All right. Uh, it hurts me to do this, but I'm going to give this one to Davin. Because I, I think his sport would be the most fun to watch. Yeah, they have guns. <laughs> They'd basically be hunted. It's just hunted another Jason Jason, movie but... in the snow. Come on. Yeah, yeah it's literally know. just going to turn into a Jason movie. Everybody has guns, but still. It's the fun. one we deserve. The Jason right. movie. Where the man anyway, gets shot a million times. Although I, really, oh, I, I do really think it's insane they haven't done one movie where he's in the snow yet. You know, like they make some kind of a hockey reference. They've made how much slower well, can they well make with the these guy. movies and they haven't done it? All right, anyway, teleport. next question. Okay, I don't got all day to listen to you guys. I got things to do. It's it's yeah. already been all day. I know. <laughs> all right, history. Which ever. serial killer with three or more victims was the most horrific and why? And we're gonna start this one off with Andre. Ooh. Uh Ed Gain is the one I'm going with, who uh hasn't had the fancy Netflix series yet, but I'm sure it's coming. Um, mostly cool. because the, the reverberations of what he did um, has worked as has become big parts of pop culture. So Ed Gain, for those un unfamiliar, was was the inspiration for Psycho because of his problematic relationship with his mother. The inspiration for the family from Texas Chainsaw Massacre because uh, of his proclivities of making making a suit out of a woman and furniture and stuff out of body parts, uh, and also cannibalism, and uh, also Buffalo Bill from Science of the Lambs uh, was based on him too because of his proclivities for making a woman's suit and uh, and having those complex transgender issues that uh, kind of broke his mind. Um, all of those were inspired by one guy who uh, recently they had a graphic novel come out by the guy who made The Goon, uh, Eric Powell, which is really, really good called What it what Has Ed Gein Done or Ed Gein Done? Um, it's very, very good. It's, it's dark. It's disturbing. It shows just how far things can go if people don't pay attention to what you know, to people or, or your neighbor or how, how troubled they may be. All right. Let's hear Rye. Just because uh, you guys are kind of a team. Well, it's uh, sort of a plain answer, but at the same time, I find Bundy was extremely horrific. The dude like broke the mold on what we consider a monster. Like I can't remember if anybody picked that one, Dave, did they? Uh, Ted Bundy? I don't think no. so. No. Okay. So he can have it. Yeah, All monster right, monsters are everywhere, man. Even in the light of day, wearing a smile, and they're fucking—they can be charming. And right. like that's you know, 
you could see the allure like the dude was like really well educated like fuck yeah i'll get in your car why not invisible monster essentially mm -hmm. yeah all right fair enough uh let's go with chris because davin's not here yet all right all uh, right uh well uh although those are excellent choices uh, i chose the zodiac killer uh, just due to the uh, everlasting mystery of this uh, horrific killer who basically has given median masses uh, puzzles and clues that have almost yet to be figured out to this day. Uh, they, you know, they have suspicions, but I don't know if they've actually been fully confirmed. There's nothing more terrifying than a guy who would literally just come out of nowhere and murder some folk with very carte blanche way and then taunt the the mass media and, and people around it the guy was so infamous that he's he's on par with jack the ripper uh just because of the fact that he's essentially gotten away with it and that's pretty terrifying in my opinion um so uh yeah that's that's my choice the all right. zodiac killer all right david round it out I like the way you ended yours, Murphy. You're right. But the, you'd be more correct to say almost on par with Jack the Ripper. Jack the Ripper is by far the most terrifying. Um, for one, he targeted women as if they didn't have enough stuff to fear walking down the street in dark alleys and in that place and time anyway. Two, it, all his crimes were in a very, very small isolated community. So again, it increases the fear factor because your chances of actually being ripped by Jack the Ripper are huge <laughs> and they still couldn't catch him it's all in this tiny little town and and it's it's it, before easy communication so you know it's not like you could get updates or anything like that back in those days you're all on your own there's a killer about in your tiny community targeting women mutilating them it's horrible and and still never been caught like the, the mystery still is scary he could still be out there well, no. he would be dead at this point. But anyway, <laughs> unless he's an you alien, you don't know. We could be. What do you mean? I don't know, know that. He'd <laughs> be like a hundred and thirty at this point. Yeah, yeah. Trek, There's a Star Trek episode where he's actually, actually more than that. Exactly. Thank yeah, you. I don't. Okay, I'll wait. I'll wait till the debate. But I have something to say about that one. Well, we're pretty much at the debate now. So feel okay. free. Victorian horror is not that scary, you know. Like it's. it's it for the well, you know, hey, like it has complex themes of whatever, but it, it may be when you live in it. But he had what, like eight victims, and sure, yeah. it was kind of horrific. But if you saw, it, you know, <laughs> but like uh. as, as Kyle Canaan said, I once went on a tour for Jack the Ripper, and we found out he had eight victims. We we were twisting our ankles on cobblestone for eight victims. There are shooters in America that have got eight victims, <laughs> and they're not okay. scarier than Jack the Ripper, like. Mass murder. Well, listen, Ed, Ed Gain. What are you coming creeping behind you in at night in the streets? Listen, Ed Gain plays in exactly what uh, Ryland has said about Ted Bundy. He was the kindly guy that lived next door. The day he had a woman strung up in his uh, in his garage, cut open like a deer, missing the hands and heads, got it down the center. A friend came to the door, knocked on it. A neighbor, he took him, gave him a ride into town, a kid, uh, to somewhere he had to go, and then went back home. So he was like the kindly guy that that people in the town liked and trusted while he was murdering people and also digging up corpses and having sex with them um, and making furniture out of body I mean, parts. I'm not and, saying uh, he's not a twisted fuck well. at all. He was like, like the idea of not this kindly old guy in your town that seems delightful. Um, yeah. This horrible monster. 
is but didn't uh, they have didn't these guys was... have specific like types? Didn't like Jack the Ripper like women? Didn't Ed Gein prostitutes? Didn't, didn't these prostitutes, right? So they, so they know all had they a specific fear. type, right? They know their type. Not, the fear. You know what's you know what's terrifying about the Zodiac Killer? It wasn't a type. Nothing. It was just whoever. It was just whoever was in front of him at the moment. In so time. again, there's no fear couples. factor there. It just seems like a random. There is a chance. fear factor because it could be literally anybody at any given time could come up and kill you. It's not a specific. Oh, if you're in a demographic, oh, you're gonna be fine. But you know, but your uh, numbers it, game it, of anyone at any given time is huge compared to being in this small isolated community which makes it no, more you know terrifying. outdoor lighting where people if are you, dying if you know if you know there's a dying. guy in your general area that's been killing people and getting away with it for 20 years that's going to make you terrified to walk those streets in that that's, general area he basically just represents death itself you never know when it's coming it could what, be him it could exactly. be, it could be, the guy's it could next be a, door. a car it could be a bus could be a meteorite that's I mean, in heaven you're walking er- as a kid, you're, you're always told to stay away from Creepy Bill's house because he likes to touch kids, so you don't go near the house. Same thing for Ed Gein. With Jack the Ripper, if you weren't a female, you pretty much got off. In fact, there's a good I chance guess that, okay that Jack the Ripper was just an aristocrat rich man that was a doctor, and he just wanted Ed, to play Ed Gein was loved by his community. Nobody knew what he was until they discovered what he was. He was not a scary Ed man. Ed Gein was a clown. No, that was a, that was a different person completely. That <laughs> oh, was Gacy. That was John Wayne oh, Gacy. Yeah. Yeah. Never mind. Gang was a kindly yeah. old guy who had some really complex mother issues and was like dominated by his mother's whole life. Had real problems keeping any kind of relationship. Gary. Yeah, <laughs> he is. If you're staying at the hotel, uh, Ryan, do you have anything to say here? <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm still all for Bundy on this one. I mean, like, yeah, it was just you know women that he killed, but I mean, Zach Efron is delightful. Oh, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> Al Bundy's scarier than Ted Bundy. I don't know about that. <laughs> let's let's bring Zac Efron back for a sequel where he sings. He serenades the women know. into his car. He's just like, there you go. All right, I think I've made my decision on this one uh, based on the argument mostly, and based on the facts that were uh, presented. I'm going to give this one to Andre. <sighs> It's fair. It's fair. This is not my wheelhouse. <laughs> Sadly, it's mine. I don't. I don't want to know if I want to be associated <laughs> in the wheelhouse of serial killers. You know what? Andre knows a lot about serial killers. <laughs> All right. Looks like it's a three-way two-point tie since he loses that point for being late. Oh, well accepted. We have. We have. We haven't uh, gone through deductions I, yet. I do have to apologize for that, guys. It's totally my fault. Uh, anyway. Okay, Jody, ready for wild card? Ah, uh, oh, yeah, and uh, Chris and Davin, one of you two guys need to need to get this to seal the deal here. Oh, good. Can, get it. can we skunk him out? We can skunk him out. Amazing. Yeah, oh, somebody, somebody, somebody can leave. So, I actually we'll like I like my answer. So, well, that's you all right. First? You can like it. It doesn't mean that I did. But anyway, <laughs> uh, no, no, it, it's good. It's good. I'm just kidding. He is a, he, uh, he is a dark uh, and complex uh, overlord. He, uh, he if you, if you could make a video game out of an existing horror movie TV show, what would it be? Must not have already been made or announced. Uh, we're gonna start this one off with Rye, I think. Alrighty. So uh, for mine, I uh, I picked the Frighteners. Uh, oh, good I, choice. I know oh, it is like uh, a, with Michael, with Michael J. J. Fox. Fox. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, a Peter Sandbox, Jackson movie. Exactly. Really? I didn't know that. Right. Uh, sandbox style game, and you get to play as Frank Bannister as well as also his ghost buddies. Hmm. So you play as the ghost buddies, and you know, you're 
when you're playing as them, the goal is to, you know, go into people's houses, scare the frighteners into them, get Frank in there to do his psychic investigator thing and get money so he can keep building his house. All the while, there is some sort of like big actual paranormal threat going on where he actually has to be a psychic investigator and try and save the town. All I love right. that movie. Good choice. That's actually a pretty good choice. Yeah. All right. Let's hear from Chris next. Alrighty. Uh, so my choice was the uh, horror. I, I would call it horror. Uh, Ichi the Killer. Uh, which is one of my favorite films uh, from Takasha Miki. Uh, I think this would be a great video game uh, because you could play as Ishii the Killer going on a spree, uh, basically just mutilating the Yakuza, trying to find your boss, uh, <laughs> and basically just go on a ham spree. Like, just wild like the, the fact that this guy can detach his jaw and like catch people's fists and so i think it would be a, a game on par with like sifu but way more bloody and way more violent uh let's say you know sifu mixed with like uh what's a really good like bloody sword game i did not come prepared for this yeah we'll just go with like a very bloody gory sifu because it's ichi the killer oh yeah a bit like yakuza i think yakuza the game as well but yeah like you can ichi the killer and just mess people up i think it'd be a lot of fun all right all right let's go with davin next neither of those are horror okay here's the everything scary with peter jackson is the thought of sitting through lord of the rings movies um so event horizon my game would be like two games in one, sort of in both different uh, from each other, both scary. I wanted in their to own say way. this, but you stole it. But, That's funny. But uh, yeah, because it's perfect. It um, is. So at first, you have this like space exploration and sort of like mystery game aboard this like dark ship. So it's like slower, <clears> pace, <throat> but scary because it's it, you don't know what's going to happen. This movie could anything could happen in Event Horizon, and eventually you get to the point in the game where you reach your first main objective and all of a sudden a portal to hell opens and it's like you're in a doom friggin' game. You know what I'm saying? So you go from this quiet buildup to this like insane ending. It, 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 that sounds very fun to me. And then, you know, space exploration first. That's fun. Space exploration, mysteries, and then bow, 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 the gates to hell are open. Your friends you're like, become demons. You're like, you're like, that's not horror, but space exploration, that is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> did he just argue about that in a couple Delight, of back? Delightfully going through the stars. Yeah. All right, yeah. All right Andre. Uh, so, yeah, I did initially want to do Event Horizon, but I did think of another one that I liked. And it's funny that Ryland had picked uh, The Frighteners, which is the favorite movie of mine, because my movie is also by Peter Jackson. It's his second or third film. It's called oh Dead God. Alive, also sometimes known as Brain Dead. Um, and it basically involves a young man who uh, who has a domineering mother. Um, the mother gets bitten by a Sumerian rat monkey at a zoo, which is something that was taken from Skull Island, um, which is a fun nod to, to King Kong. The, the monkey gives her some kind of virus, which has her slowly start turning into a zombie that he's trying. She is his mother, so he's trying to care for her while she's biting other people. And eventually the town is becoming overrun with zombies that he keeps just collecting and storing in his basement, trying to hide them and, and contain them from getting out. Eventually it goes way too far. And he has to uh, strap a lawnmower to his chest and go to town. And it's an insanely fun. It's maybe the goriest movie ever made, but it's also one of the funnest. And the last time I had a screening of it with some friends, we laughed 
incredibly hard the entire time. It's one of the most entertaining movies ever. But the idea of just hordes, like there are, uh, sorry, a lot, a lot of hordes of zombies running at you and a lot of fun ways to kill them all would be a very, very fun, fun game. All right. Do you yeah, get to, like to get to game. play as do you get to play as the Reverend at all? I can't yeah, ask you, for you the should, Lord. You should definitely play as the Reverend for that one scene until you have to go back to playing the main character. Hundred <laughs> percent. You can't. You just make ask for the horror. Lord. Andres doesn't sound like a game. Mine is a body horror. the end of my game. Yeah, there's a hundred games that are TV my game. That's a horror What are you going to do in a fright? It is. Yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna let him have itchy because it, it is definitely a... It's Okay, a like think of it this way. Think think of the martial arts of Sifu mixed with the gameplay of Dead Rising, okay? Yeah, you get I don't even know what you're talking about. You're speaking English? Yeah, that's because you don't know video games at all. So what do you know no. about anything? You yeah, just know story and movies. And I, <laughs> De- that's why Dead Light. Every Dead other answer is a movie. Even the question that wasn't about movies was a movie. I remember Dead, Doom. Dead Alive would have been would have been basically uh, Dead Rising. Similar idea, just running through making th- making various weapons that you can, and then hunting hunting uh, zombies. I really wanted to say so, Dawn of the Dead, but so, it had a game, and it's also Dead Rising as well. Basically, yeah, Dead Rising is basically zombies. Dawn of so, the Dead. So, so yeah. basically, your movie is already a game that's been made. Yeah, but mine would be funner. Mine would so, be scary, friggin' like mystery. And, and in my movie, you get to play as a kick-ass a uh, Irish hell. priest that, like, like roundhouse kicks zombies and beats them up. It's really funny. It, Ronnie, Ronnie sounds, sounds like a game. Anytime. You don't have to wait for us to stop talking. You can just interrupt. Uh, if you got a thought. I, I, I decided he's been itchy. <laughs> the Frighteners is amazing as a video game, in my opinion. Like, throw Rockstar on it. Like, it's like L.A. Noir with fucking <laughs> ghosts and shit. I do like that So idea. there is actually very little known... Uh, Sega Genesis game uh, called uh, what was it? Haunting with Poltergeist, and it's actually a very similar concept to what you actually pitched, but it's not the same thing. But <laughs> it, it's very close. Where Splatterhouse? You, you, Does you, anybody remember Splatterhouse? Oh yeah. Oh yes, yeah. yeah. The mask. Yeah. Put, I remember the ad in the comic books where the, for the like they made like a horror setup to a horror movie where you find the mask and then it kind of it kind of the the intro the whole page was like a little story that led you into the game. Yeah, exactly. Um, okay, I really. I whoa hello, uh, <laughs> she's cheering for Davin. She's getting in on it, yeah, yeah. She's yeah, cheering for Davin. She did say my name. Yeah, it's true. Uh, so is Sam apparently. Um, out, people's chat. To be quite honest, this is down to two for me, uh, and ironically, it's the two that need to actually fight for it. So oh. it's actually, it's actually Chris and uh, Davin are the two that I like the most. Oh. Uh, so I can actually just leave it to these guys. You have 30 seconds each to tell me why your game is better than the other guy's game. I just I just don't get the other game. It just like sounds like some Yakuza sword fighting thing. It sounds like friggin' like Assassin's Creed or something. I don't know. It just doesn't have the horror feel that I think we're looking for on a horror show. But um creepy mystery. Basically, my game starts off as alien and then becomes doom. Like it, it would be super fun. It's got the name Event Horizon. You've got characters that like become part of the story because they become demons. Sam Neil, for example, your captain. You're very captain. Where's Sam Neil's not the captain. He's the doctor. He's the captain. Sam Neil's the scientist the guy. Yeah. He he created the you know. You know. Yeah, you know yeah. why my game would be better? Listen, I'll tell you this. I've played Silent Hill and I've played games like Dead Rising, and you know what? I've had more fun playing was games like Dead Rising. Because Event Horizon is basically Silent Hill. You're going to be stuck on a ship. You're going to go maybe through a room here or there. And it's going to get a little trippy, and you might get a pop-up scare. 
that doesn't until really the gate like to fun. hell opens until the portal yeah, you're to in the hell gate opens and then and then what happens do you you, you don't know weapon mechanics Anything. no fighting mechanics you just got to run through hell and be a, a, a scared uh sam uh, uh what's his last name i forget Neil. uh sam, sam neil you're just going to be a scared sam neil you got to pretend like you're running he's away he's not from scared he becomes a demon i feel like that that's that's what I feel is going to happen. In no, like, your imagination the, of the creator. You the killer I mean, way more fun because you just get to go on a slaughter fest. You get to have your splatter house, but it's uh, Ichi the, the killer style. And if you've the, seen that movie, fun, you know it's going to be wild. The fun enemies you could come up with when a gate to hell opens, like you could do super unique boss fights, anything like that. Yeah. All right. Uh, this is a hard one because actually I'd play both of these. I would play both of them to hell, uh, for sure. The Van Horizon uh, one, I feel, would have to be like Until Dawn, like one of those ones you can. It would have to be like Until yeah, Dawn, yeah. But Something which like I love, that. I love that game, so I would be damn. But I actually am very intrigued by the idea of Itchy being in the Yakuza games because the Yakuza games are very kind of GTA kind of orientated, but you also do street not horror and stuff like that. <laughs> uh, well, no, but that's the whole idea of this thing was to make. Uh, to make it out of something. Um, you know what? I'm going to give this one to Chris. Ha ha. Sorry. <laughs> what a day. The conspiracy, the conspiracy theory of Davin continues. <laughs> oh no. I wanted to give it to Davin, but he just had better points. Oh, did he Look, He's even leaving. He's even leaving. Oh, I'm no. not going to be here anymore. I'm going to have to talk to him. All right. Man. So what are the our final series. scores here? All right, uh, so Andre and Rylander have three, Chris has three, and Devin has two. So Devin's been eliminated. Uh, so <laughs> this is where we're at, gentlemen. Now, the way that the oh, speed boy. round works is we're doing 30 seconds per answer. Uh, you're going to be given two answers to the question that we're proposing. Whoever yells out that, that answer first gets to debate it. Okay, so I've already pre-picked the answers. Now, there is a couple that actually are open-ended. We'll let you know if it's open-ended. Open-ended basically means you can yell out anything and we'll take it. Uh, sports okay. and um, speed and wildcard are open. Sports and wildcat are, bo are both uh, open-ended questions. So we'll see if we get to that point. Uh, well, we'll probably get to sports anyway. Now, That's right, Sam. Davin fell under my hand. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, Sam is not happy with my choice, but that's okay. Yeah, this show has lost any credit. <laughs> <laughs> you made it. You I made think it we lost that in the first thirty minutes of this show. But anyway. <laughs> you, made a, uh, you made a powerful enemy on this day, my now, friend. Now uh, yes. you got to kind of manage Andre and Ryland being a team here a little bit. Uh, yeah, I think what we're going to have to do is we're going to have to ask one of them to be yep. the person that yells it out for, for that then, round. So yeah, yeah. we'll alternate maybe. Uh, yeah. So yeah, we'll do Andre, then we'll do Ry, then we'll do Andre, then cool. we'll do Ry. How's that? That's good. Sounds good. Sounds good. All right. All right. All right. Let's do it. And keep in mind, you cannot answer until I have actually said the entire question with the answers. Okay. So you can't you get just 30 seconds. Then the other person goes 30 seconds. Then you get 30 seconds again. And then another 30 seconds. So it's yeah. a total of a, of a minute, I guess. A minute All, right. All right. Let's do this. First question Movies. Best horror movie protagonist Ellen Ripley from the oh. Alien movies or Ash Williams from the Evil Dead movies? Ellen. Ash Williams. All right. Well, I heard Andre first, but you guys also pick different choices, so it doesn't matter. Uh, so, Andre, tell me why. 
All right, listen, I love Ash. I'm not going to take it away from Ash. Those movies are great. But Ellen Ripley was the start of something different in horror. When you they made that movie, it was full of character actors we were all familiar with. There was one person we had no idea who they were. That was Sigourney Weaver's character. Because as an actress, she'd not been in anything really up until that point. That, and so that movie, it, that they used that to make you not think she was going to make it to the end. They picked off all of the famous actors or character actors we knew and left her at the end and created essentially a feminist icon in horror, which is something that wasn't a big deal at the time. Has Your rebuttal. Better, but not all as right. Chris. Ash Williams is the king of groovy. The man in, can spin a shotgun with a single hand and hold a chainsaw with a chainsaw hand. What is cooler than that? He, he's, he takes down the deadites and he does it not only in one movie, he does it in two movies, he does it in three movies by going back in time and fighting an army of darkness while still like scaring everyone with his boomstick. The guy is suave, he is cool, and he's probably one of the best horror movie protagonists of all time. Um, Your rebuttal. I don't. All right, open debate. Hey, uh, Ash isn't even the only one-handed zombie killer. We have Rick Grimes as well, if you read the comic books. But Ellen Ripley is certainly has been in more movies than Ash Williams has, although not a series, unfortunately. But there's been at least four Alien movies that she's been in, um, and also she, uh, like as a character, she's been fantastic. She, she was, she was uh, like a. Uh, sorry, I'm getting lost myself. But complex things about mother, mother them about like when aliens and alien about survival, her being the only smart, really smart one making smart choices on the show. It started a trend of women, not just being pure rebuttal by the monster. And she did it. I mean, I, I would argue if, if one of them is a higher protagonist, it would be Ash, because if you do include the evil dead series, well then it just shows that the man has more screen time, which means people want to watch Ash Williams uh, take out the deadites and, and the continuing story of trying to end the evil dead series. Um, I don't feel like Ellen Ripley uh, really is that great of a protagonist because, frankly, uh, she is. Uh, yeah, thank God, because I'm speaking out of my ass there. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna give this one to Andre. Yay! Hey, I love that. Uh, when, when, when it comes when it comes to Ellen Ripley and and Ash Williams, to be fair, both of them in like their first foray out were very sensitive and just like i don't know they don't yeah. really actually become badass until their sequels the second movie yeah yeah, yeah. agreed That's but true. uh you know there are a lot of ashes there's really only one ellen ripley so uh i love ash too but you know um i i feel like for the sake of the being the the central point of something that was unique and started something different ripley already let's get moving all right, speed around TV. Which TV show did a better Halloween themed episodes? The Office, the US version, or Roseanne? Roseanne. The Office. Right. <laughs> Again, you two just picked the oh, second shit. Ones. All right, so. Ryland, 30 seconds. All right, yeah. So, like, Roseanne was part of that, like, 90s like, TV lineup that we all fucking, like, got our asses on the couch to watch. And yeah, say what you will about the woman. Like, that show was brilliant it handled a lot of different issues and those halloween episodes were something we all looked forward to every single year every single year all right your rebuttal you got like michael scott's costume and you got jim's costume and you got pam's costume and there's other characters have you seen the you got their costume He's just um, labeling costumes. There's, uh, those costumes that, are great. That guy, <laughs> he got a stapler in Jello, right? Yeah, there was that time too. Uh, Dwight was the name. Yeah, that wasn't a Halloween episode. Um, 
that. Your rebuttal. Doesn't he jello in it? The office. Oh, actually, sucks. yeah, you're right. Okay. Yeah, the office just about. straight up sucks nuts. I'm sorry. I've been trying really hard to get into oh, that that's show. Not, that's not. I, nice. I, I, I like yeah, well, show, but hey, that's fair. It, it it has its following for sure, but I can relate better to the blue collar family personally, and like they're like on a budget trying to like make Halloween as a family. Like that's that's something beautiful. The, I mean, your rebuttal. I mean, if we're going to talk entertaining, The Office is far more entertaining than Roseanne. The Roseanne is just like American family trauma in every episode. How many like ways do you want to walk out sad watching a Roseanne episode? And the Halloween episodes were just a little emphasis with a bit of makeup on top of it. The Office at least was like funny. You know, there were actually like some really good funny moments throughout The Office that I can't remember because it's been forever to watch. But so therefore the Halloween episodes were extra funny like think of the moment when creed walks in and he's covered in blood and like oh great costume creed he's like this is just a really really good coincidence that's my favorite creed moment and that's probably makes the office uh it's so cringy it's so cringy all right uh i'm gonna give this one to rye you debated it like you've never seen it like, well, I couldn't remember an office episode of <laughs> Halloween to be like, oh, make up this until that very last moment. It was like, oh, right, Creed walks in covered in blood. It was the funniest fucking moment. That was, in that office was, that was a good episode. moment for sure. Yeah. And like, I can't honestly remember anything outside of that. So I was struggling trying to remember a Halloween. I should have just spoke about the office instead. All right. Yeah. Creed was a highlight. So this one's going to be Andre and Chris. And Chris <sighs> needs some catching up to do here. So come on, Chris. All right. Music. Which musician would make a great killer in a slasher film? Alice Cooper or Marilyn Manson? Manson. Alice Cooper? <laughs> All right. Well, Andre got in there first. And you got Manson. All right. Yep. All right. Alice Cooper's always been a bit of a shock rocker, and he's been great. He certainly paid the way for people like Marilyn Manson. But Manson himself became something that was a central figure in, in real life horrific accidents when people were blaming him for like the Columbine shooting and blaming him for claiming he was murdering puppies at shows. It really like started something that if you were to make a horror movie based on those ideas, it would work well. So like, there are a lot of things like a cult of personality going around a character, uh, a Zionist figure like Marilyn Manson. Your rebuttal. I mean, if the cult of personality is, uh, you know, rape, then yeah, I guess Marilyn Manson is, you know, that's horrifying too. Great horror, vic, you know, figure in that sense. But I think Alice Cooper is better because the man, uh, he is, he's put on a lot of show, but he's cut off more heads than Marilyn Manson ever has. Uh, he, he has ways of, of horror and scaring people uh, that are countless over Marilyn Manson. Manson just tries to freak people out by showing it. The Your rebuttal. Marilyn Man or uh, uh, Alice Cooper wrote a book on golf. He's not terrifying. He's a, he's a golf enthusiast. Have you ever played golf? golf? All the time. Uh, I have. Yes, it's and I do. terrifying sometimes. Uh, not not <laughs> it can be, but uh, you know there are especially my game. Based, there are not a lot of golf based horror movies. Maybe we should rectify that. But um, the, the thing true, is, uh, Alice Cooper is a great guy, but he's kind of fun and he's a really normal, down to earth guy. There's a mystique about Marilyn Manson, which you know permeates culture. And yes, he does have. Uh, I don't know. Your rebuttal of his issues with Alice women, Cooper has connections with Frankenstein. I mean, the man knows how to bring back bodies. He's wrote a whole song about it. For fuck's sakes, I mean, I I think Alice Cooper is a more terrifying individual than Marilyn Manson running naked in a football field will ever be. 
All right, I've made my decision. I'm giving this one to Chris. No, come on. He basically said along the lines of this is a guy who knows how to entertain, and you know, this is he would definitely get it right. It's a good so, thing is he needed that point. Yes, um, he did actually. To stay in this. Uh, okay, so then Ryland has the next round. So here we go. All right. Sports, what horror villain would make a great team mascot? Open question. You can say whatever you want. <laughs> For fuck's sakes. Oh, this, this is this is a no-brainer. Come on. You be quiet, Andre. Yeah, all right. <laughs> uh, just listen to the delightful sirens in the background. All right, you know. Oh, what? God damn, I can't think. He's he's not um, a sports guy. Uh, okay, well, you know what? I'm just gonna go with the Broad Street bully then. All right. What is that? Uh, it's the the mascot of the Philadelphia Flyers. Uh, okay, Philadelphia. but who would who would play him? Who would you play? want? You want a horror movie per- villain to be the mascot? To be the mascot? Oh, like if Freddy was a not mascot the other way around. Team. Yeah, sorry, my bad. But I will tell you that would be interesting. Misunderstood the question there. Uh, yeah, I think right, Gritty so... would be the most horrifying. Gritty would be mascot, mascot turned serial killer. Yeah. Mascot, yeah. Uh, a horror villain that would make a great team mascot. Uh, yeah, for any sport, doesn't matter what it is. For any sport, okay. Well then, uh, do we need to circle back around to this question? Maybe. Right. Yeah, yeah, maybe. All right, let's circle back to this question. Let's go to the next one. Okay, I'll, I'll let you guys do that one. All right, history. What civilization in history would make for a great zombie-based TV show? Ancient Egypt or Viking era? Vikings. Viking era. All right, I heard. I heard. Who did I hear first? Viking era. I think I heard Ryland first. I think I heard Ryland too. All right, so Ryland got Viking. Okay. I think it was Andre that said. I think I I didn't realize. I thought when you. (laughs) I thought when you switched, it was me. My game. Okay, then then it's yours. Thirty seconds. Go. Oh. uh, Okay, Vikings are awesome. I mean, I've always said that the Predator movie should just every t- pick a different era of film and then put like people in them. Cowboys, Vikings. Vikings would be the most entertaining. I mean, the show Vikings and all the shows based around it, all the, the fantasy shows people love are uh, like Game of Thrones is basically kind of that. So like put Vikings in with zombies and uh, it would be very entertaining. I would love to see Vikings hacking apart Lords of the Undead, maybe put a necromancer leading them and that would be a very entertaining show. You're a rebuttal. I'd have to watch all right. I think necromancy is the key to what would make an Egypt, ancient Egyptian uh, civilization history-based zombie. Uh, you could literally have the uh, pinpoint of the zombie infection happen in Egypt, and you could have the the doctors and, and necromancers of the time try and battle and use sorcery to contain these zombies since they start in, introducing mummification. So that becomes a whole thing. Um, and it's all really just a battle, a zombie apocalypse that could actually wipe You're out a human civilization at the beginning peak of its time. Hey, man, you look at shows like The Northman and that, that movie and those ones that just came out, man. There's some really dark, magical imagery. If you had, like, Bjor- Bjork out there making zombies in the woods and uh, in, a, in a intrepid group of Viking raiders having to stop her, I'd be very interested in watching that show. And I think it would lead to some very entertaining things. Uh, like, you, you talked about Evil Dead, seeing... Uh, uh, Army Darkness, seeing medieval zombies is very entertaining and fun. And if you put that with Vikings and had a whole group of people with various weapons, strong men with that look like beards and bald heads, it'd be very entertaining for me. 
I, I think Bjork would get chewed to pieces as she sang a really sad song while being attacking Vikings on the, the, Norse two, most boring, the two most boring set pieces uh, you could think of, a boat and the shoreline when the boat reaches the shoreline, because that's all <laughs> Vikings are fucking known for, sitting on boats and going to shorelines. When you could have an entire city of Egypt and have the intricacies of uh, of all the underground pipeways and waterways to the massive pyramids and the historical situations and pictures and the hierarchy of the rich to the poor. All right. Uh, they were both pretty good arguments, but one definitely got me better, which was Chris's. So I'm going to go with Chris. Ah. Ah, I'm hanging what, what, in there, baby. What's your, what's your set piece going to be? Sand? You're like, your background is just sand. An entire city. Have you of seen sand. Of sand. Have you seen Norway? Jesus. All right. Are we ready to go back to that sports question? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. So this will be Ty and, uh, Ty and Chris. All right. So I'm going to go with Freddy Krueger. Mm-hmm. Freddy Krueger. All right. And what sport? Uh, I'm going to, so we know. T- I'm going to actually take this away from Chris and go ultimate fighting championship. Some MMA. Okay. I didn't I, know they had mascots I, in the MMA, but okay. uh, you know, you know what? Like, why not? Yeah, why not? Don't exactly. have mascots all right. In the MMA, let's hear it. So. Why? Why? Uh, all right. So first off, like he's terrifying. He would raz the uh, the combatants, and then after they get knocked the fuck out, then he goes into their dreams and fucking kills them. All right. Uh, yep. That's okay. your rebuttal. That, that's short and sweet. All right. Uh, yeah. So I mean, if you want to watch fighters go to sleep, then yeah, I guess Freddy Krueger is the choice mascot for UFC, which is honestly puts me to sleep sometimes. Uh, what I would choose would be uh, for a mascot would be Pinhead in basketball because uh, <laughs> irony, uh, really, <laughs> like really, like if you think about it, what's what funnier mascot that for basketball a, a rubber bouncing air than a man covering pins? Okay. Uh, see, I mean, he he wouldn't really be like you know rearing up the crowd or anything though. He just kind of stands there menacing, like. Ugh! Whereas, like Freddy Krueger, like he he may as well take the job out of the commentator's hands and, like, just completely destroy people with his words. And then with the whole going to sleep thing, it's it it's from getting knocked out. Your rebuttal. So is Freddy Krueger a mascot or a commentator? I think the question here is mascot and hyping up the crowd is kind of a key factor in being a mascot. I couldn't think of somebody that would hype up a crowd more than Pinhead pulling gates of hell open and showing off a few tricks to maybe some cheerleaders by pulling their skin apart on the sidelines and really, you know, terrifying the other team uh, on the court so that, you know, uh, LeBron can get the extra three-pointers. We're going to assume he's part of the Lakers. So, um, you know... uh, all right. Pinhead basketball. Um, they were both intriguing, I guess is a good way. I don't know if I'd want either one of these, quite honestly. Uh, but between that, if we just go straight on the debate side of things, I'm going to give this one to Murphy. Yep. Okay, so uh, this next, debate. we have the last speed yes. round question coming up. Um, so Andre and, and Ryland have to get this one. I think they it's have to, get, to force a tie. To force a tie. Yeah. Now this is also an open-ended question show? too. It's an open-ended question, so <laughs> okay. hopefully we do better with the brainstorm on this one. Yeah, hopefully, go. because I don't have anything else to go to after this. So okay, but this is Andre's turn, right? 
Yeah. So yeah, yeah it's Andre's turn. Yep. All right. Yep. All right. Last question. Speed round wild card remake a Disney animated movie into a horror movie pitching the concept. Oh no. Pocahontas. Already not a horror movie. Pocahontas. Let's hear it. <laughs> oh, okay. This is um, I am actually so, genuinely intrigued on this. I want to know. You just Pocahontas. picked a random one and now you're stuck with it. <laughs> yeah. Colors of the wind. Come on. Right, I got mine. Colors of the colors wind of, the of red wind. blood. That's what happens when you bring Pocahontas and her, her war army uh, against uh, Chris and his uh, rapist white crew of ship enthusiasts. It's going to turn into a bloodbath. Because these people will not let them wander onto the to the sands. Um, because if they do so, they will unlock a, a spooky uh, entity being that could potentially uh, ravish and kill all of humanity on Earth, a demon, if you will. Um, and uh, Pocahontas and her her tribe are basically the ones that are keeping that back, and they're trying to keep old. Um, Christopher Robin from from reaching that uh, him and his his uh, your rebuttal his angry crew. All right, all right. My choice is the Black Cauldron, which is a Disney animated movie that isn't quite as well known, but is already mostly a horror movie. Um, it is about a group of kids that go against a being called the Horn King, who is essentially an animated skeleton with horns that creates an army of the undead that uh, wants to take over the world. Um, it is a delightful little movie. It almost bankrupt Disney because it was so dark. Kids were scared of it, and it didn't do super well. But it is a fantastically fun movie that is excellent. Uh, Pocahontas is just a real life story that's that's sad. Uh, Your rebuttal actually is a good movie. It is sad, but you could make it a horror movie in the sense that you know, uh, I mean, I didn't want to draw direct comparisons, but I'm going to do it. They 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 made one called Prey, where it's basically predators chasing basically Pocahontas. You know, uh, so like there there is elements of a potentially great horror uh, uh, adaption of what has always been a very sad and lovey story. You could there, you could have a tree come to life and just like eviscerate people. Very bad at horror, guys. <laughs> Your rebuttal. Yeah, Pocahontas is like a 12-year-old that tried to help a bunch, of, uh, a bunch of assholes and then eventually got screwed over because of it. But uh, the Horn King is, is one of the most terrifying Disney villains ever created and one that doesn't give it enough due. He is uh, essentially a villain is the, the core piece to any horror movie, and The Horn King is one of, if not the best Disney offerings that they have brought out. Uh, the voice work, uh, everything about him was terrifying, an army of the undead just destroying cities. And uh, the, the, the imagery is certainly incredibly disturbing and something that will lend itself very easily to horror. All right, I'm kind of stuck here because I'm actually, I would like to see both of these uh so that kind of bothers me so i'm gonna give oh. you guys 30 seconds you can mull it over yourselves i want you to give me the best tagline for your movie all right all so right. give me the best tagline that nice we're gonna job. put we're gonna put on it oh no okay and whoever's ready first can feel free oh god uh give me a 30 second timer dave i know <laughs> no, no one's speaking pocahontas yeah. protect the bloodline <laughs> <laughs> this is about racial purity now. Oh my God! <laughs> Jesus Christ! I think I, I, like I think it. I. Need... I was watching SmackDown the other day. All right. Um. Uh. Of. Uh, uh, horror is history. Horror is history. I like it. Um. Damn. 
I don't really want to give this one, but I am anyway. I'm going to give this to Murphy. <laughs> and only because of the more no idea what thing. he was saying. And on top of it, I almost feel like Black Cauldron was already a horror movie. <laughs> like it was pretty dark. It wasn't it wasn't marketed as one, but it certainly No, it wasn't marketed, but it definitely no. had that vibe. Um yeah, I'm gonna give this one to Chris. So where are we now? Tied? No, oh. it's over. Oh, uh, Chris is actually one. Baby. Oh, okay. one. I'm sorry. All right, Chris is one. I put my knives back on, for I am the winner, the great wizard, Chris Murphy! He looks like that lady from uh, The Handmaid's Tale. (laughs) (laughs) He's offered, he's offered. All right, Uh, Producer Dave. Yes, yes, uh, coming back in here now. Ooh, here we are. Oh, with the flash. Yeah, well, I barely saw you show up, I'm so fast, I was a flash. (laughs) Did you hear that the whole time? No, not the whole time. Um, <laughs> just but, most of it. Yeah, just most of it. Uh, well, guys, thanks for this uh, this this episode of Very Trivial Debates. Odd congrats, episode, but congratulations to Murphy. Yeah, it was it was it's been quite the trek for some of us. And thank you for Rylan for coming in uh, yeah, on thanks, the last guys. minute. Uh, thanks, Andre, for coming back. Um, after <laughs> thank this you. Sorry. And and all and especially to uh, Jody and Murphy and Davin for uh, you know sitting patiently through all of our uh, our casting issues and and Sam and the comments. Uh, congrats to uh, Chris Murphy on uh, yeah. He said he were the correct Woo! winner. Oh, let's go. <laughs> I, I have Sam's approval. All right. Yes, which you is have rare because I normally don't. He felt okay with this this uh, this decision you he was made okay here. With my judging. Okay. Uh, but this was a close one. Uh, it was. You know. I was. I was. Yeah. I was really hard on that last one. Yeah. yeah no, it, it was, was tough. Yeah, there was, was, was fun. There was some great I think moments. the Black Cauldron would have been a better horror movie, but. I, I I'm just intrigued by the concept of Pocahontas. Just what's great about that is he out. literally pulled that out of his ass and didn't know what he was going to do with it, and yeah. then he yeah, somehow no managed idea. to mold it yeah. into something that sort of made sense, but also yeah. well, it was know. a pretty good comeback for him. Too, Protect the yeah, blood. What I, do. I was like, there. you don't even need to introduce this whole like mystical thing in the forest. I was just like, just have like the white uh, invaders slaughter everybody. And, and, and that's and pretty Sam much says, what happened. Yeah. Sam says, I'm the white invaders get slaughtered. Andre is the rookie of the year. Um, oh, that's high praise. Okay, well, thanks for being with us today on this episode of Trivial Debates. We'll be back next month at the end of November for our music, a music part two edition. Uh, I know Jamil Robinson's coming in for that one. I think Davin's hosting it, and it's going to be sort of a rematch of what we did in September. Um, and so check that out. Also, you should check out everything we have here on the United Federation of Podcasts, including we got some some great ones here, including uh, there's the Graphics History Podcast, of course, that's coming up, guys. Um, or coming back from hiatus, right, Andre? Yes, yep. I'm just working uh, that out now. Uh, we got the X-rated podcast every Tuesday with Andre and Dav and talk about the, the X-Men, the animated series. Um, guys, are you still in season three? Yep. Almost getting close to the end. You should also check out Hold Up. Last night, it was Chris Murphy and Davin talking about uh, werewolf movies for uh, some three hours, I believe. Uh, <laughs> some three hours. Wow. <laughs> just Davin has worked hard to try to get me to do that one with you guys, and I'm like, I just don't have the time. And it makes me feel even better that I know it's a three-hour show that I definitely don't So I'm a little worried now because we're, I actually told sorry. them that I would show up on this. Good luck. Uh, if you're going to tell me three on, hours, I'm not showing no. up. No, 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 no. We're going to get it under two, we promise. All right. I can probably oh, so check, do two. 
Check out the Super Mater Brothers podcasting, which does reality TV like Survivor and Big Brother. You can check that one out. Uh, we have Live Long and Podcast, our Star Trek theme channel, where we're talking about Star Trek all the times. Monday nights, Star Trek Enterprise rewatch podcast. Tuesdays, Star Trek D Space Nine. Thursdays, we're talking about the newest Star Trek episode, including Star Trek uh, Prodigy right now, which just came back. Also, Star Trek Lower Decks just ended, so we've covered our, our, our coverage there. We've got Star Trek Discovery coming up, Star Trek Picard, lots of different shows in our Star Trek coverage, of, uh, as well as The Locutors of Trek, which is uh, Davin's branch of Live Long and Podcast, where they're doing, um, they just did, did a, uh, a podcast about the Mirror Universe, and they do debates and different things. So we got lots of great content on Live Long and Podcast and all of the great members of the United Federation. Sam says, when is the next holdup coming? Uh, that will be uh, bah, 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 within November, early November, first two weeks. So, yeah, we're trying to do within it. Within the next two try, weeks. Right. Yeah, within the next two weeks. Uh, we're trying to keep on a 15th and 30th schedule. What's the next one? Take. Uh, the next one's going to be about dystopia. So oh, I, I'm on doing, that one. I'm coming in for that yeah, one. Yeah. yeah, we're watching, uh, what are we watching? We're watching Gattaca. We're mm -hmm. watching Logan's Run, and oh. uh, I can't wait to make Davin watch Southland Tales. <laughs> 25 minutes of Davin watching Southland Tales because yeah, he with made Kevin me Smith? watch The Tingler. Uh, is Kevin Smith in Southland Tales? Yeah, he's in it, yeah. yeah. Really? Oh, I forgot that. He's in wow. his makeup. He has, no make he has no legs. And he he's done oh. up like an old man. Yeah, that's amazing. I gotta look out for that. That's gonna be good. You should hear uh, the story from Kevin Smith when he tells about being cast in Southland Tales, and they're, they're like, "Hey, will you shave your head?" And he was like, "No." Said, no. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, well, that's Southland Tales is a, is a deep cut. Have fun with that one. Sam yeah. is asking oh, if you can do a Newfoundland themed hold. That's up. that's a tougher uh, one to do, but that uh, three, that's not a that's not a terrible idea, Sam. We'll 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 put that in the books and see what we can can come up with. Maybe we can even get. Uh, you know, Andre and Ryan for an episode someday. Maybe, maybe. Uh, lastly, check out our friends of the podcast, the Hellbound podcast, uh, Alex Chan and Alex, uh, sorry, Alex Blackburn and Michael Chan uh, on Wednesdays. And then there's also the Let's Talk About Fighting Games with Eamon Mater, also known as Sam Jerka. Okay. Well, thanks for being with us, guys, on this episode of Trivial Debates. Uh, congratulations again to Chris Murphy. And, yes. uh, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll... Thank, thanks for joining us, Ry. Hey, I just won the hardcore title of Trivial Debates. We pulled this thing out of a car wreck of a fire. And I yeah, hold we did it. We did it. And we're under two hours. So, hey, congratulations. After we spent about 35 minutes on the movie round. So, yeah, this show <laughs> would have only been an hour if we actually did it on time. Yeah, no, that's, yeah. I just wanted people to know that's my fault. I was in a play last night. This is not an excuse, but I, I, was, I slept play, right through though. my alarm. We understand. You. What, what, you were the, you were the Frankenstein monster. It was so, called Frankenstein. I was the creature in it, yeah. Yeah, I, I co-directed it, and uh, we did it for a week here in Toronto. It went really well. It was really, really good. A lot of good feedback. All right. Awesome. Good work. Awesome. All right. Well, we'll see you guys next time here on Trivial Debates. All right. Let's play out. Andre's like, I'm gone. We're just out of here.